Hey everybody, Chris Orlob here and welcome to another episode of the Getting to Club podcast where you get to learn and steal the techniques and playbooks of the top 0.01% of tech sales practitioners on the planet. So today I'm going to tell you a quick story of a sales call that I had last week at the time of this recording. Many of my podcast episodes are story-based and then I'm going to tease out probably three or four lessons that you can learn from this story. Okay. So here's how the story went. Last week, I was meeting with the chief revenue officer at a company that based on my estimates does somewhere between 300 million and $400 million a year. So not a mega company, but certainly not a small business and sizable enough. We're getting to the CRO, uh, took a lot of effort, took a lot of champion building, um, meetings to earn access to that level of power. So this is, I, by the way, I still haven't closed this deal. They're probably halfway through my pipeline right now, but this is what I would estimate to be a six figure deal, high six figures. Well, I guess not high figures, six figures, but high into the hundred thousands of dollars. And I've been working on it for a few months now, but this call that I had last week without me totally realizing it, I almost lost this deal completely. Okay, so at the end of the call, she said, I actually walked into this meeting ready to kill the deal and ready to tell you that we couldn't keep moving forward and that this wasn't going to work. Okay, that's what the CRO told me at the end of the call after we had wrapped up next steps. And yet that's not how things ended. She came in thinking that's what was going to happen. But instead, we actually walked out with a very strong mutual action plan that's going to move the deal forward, which involves getting her head of international enablement involved and even getting the president of the company involved. And I know this isn't fake. I can tell by reading her reactions throughout the, mo- or throughout the meeting that she is now recommitted to this sales process or in her case, this buying process. So here's kind of a paraphrase of how the conversation went down, or at least a part of the conversation where she expressed her concern that would have killed the deal. Okay. This was probably 20 or so minutes into a 45 minute meeting or so. So she said something like, look, my team loves P club. My managers love P club. My reps love it even more. But my biggest concern right now is we're rolling out a new sales process. And if this takes away or distracts from that in any way, then all bets are off, right? We're aligning the entire company around the sales process. It goes all the way up to our CEO. And this is not going away. I said, okay, let's talk about this. Why do you think, or why do you get the sense that P club is going to conflict with this priority? And she goes, well, isn't that kind of obvious, right? We'd be teaching our reps to do two separate things. One is we'd be teaching them our sales process. And then two is whatever they're going to learn in P club, right? Now they're like two different sales approaches we're asking them to do. I said, that's a valid concern. Rep confusion is one of the reasons that sales initiatives tend to fail among many. But let me ask you this. What exactly are you teaching your reps to do with this new sales process? Okay. So I was trying to get her perceptions on the table before I tried to address them. And she said, well, we're rolling out stages and exit criteria. So we have new CRM and sales stages. It's a predictable process that we've designed. And within each stage, there are probably three to five exit criteria or bullet points that reps need to knock down before passing to the next stage, right? These are buyer-based triggers, um, and these are things that are indicative of us progressing the deal. I said, that makes a ton of sense. Um, In my mind, you're building the car. 
Now, before I try to address this, let me just ask one or two more questions. What are some of the example exit criteria you're asking them to achieve? Okay, again, I'm trying to get her perceptions out on the table before I address them. And she said, well, a few examples include, right? These are like throughout the entire sales process, not, not necessarily just one stage, but find a top five priority business problem. That's one. Another one, quantify the pain's financial impact. Another one, identify a potential champion and create that champion. Another one is co-author a business case, right? These are essentially gates that reps would have to achieve to move a deal in good conscience to the next stage of the sales process. So I said, okay, so don't let me put words in your mouth here. So disagree with me if you need to, but is it fair to say that you're teaching them the what? You're teaching them what to do, but not necessarily how to do it. You're teaching them stages and exit criteria, which are the what, but not how to actually achieve and progress through those stages and exit criteria. And she thought about it for a minute, what seemed like an eternity of silence. And she, she finally said, that's fair. Yes, I think that's the case. I said, can I try an idea on you? She said, go for it. I said, this exact challenge is why we started P Club as a company. Okay, back in 2019, uh, when I was running one of the sales teams at Gone, I struggled with our sales process and so did they. And it was a good sales process, right? We had stages, we had exit criteria, it reflected how our buyers purchased but reps struggled to use it, right? At one point, one of my reps, as I was coaching him to use the sales process, he just kind of like interrupted me. He's like, dude, I know what to do. I just don't know how to do it. Okay. And that was the case with all of my reps. They knew the what, but they didn't have the how. And that is where P Club comes in. We are not, we are actively not a sales process or methodology. What we are is the how. We teach the skills your reps need to execute, to how the execution of how that they're going to run the sales process and stages and the exit criteria that you're teaching them. And after that explanation, she said, so you're building or we're building the car, you're giving us the fuel. And I said, yes, that's exactly where I'm going with this. And so there are a few sales lessons from this interaction. Like I said, this deal has not closed yet, but it's on a very good track and a track that was changed, right? It wasn't on a good track before the start of this meeting. So here are a few lessons to take away. Number one, when a buyer has a concern, validate it. The most frustrating thing that happens when buyers express concerns is salespeople just steamroll them with arguments about why they're wrong. Okay. So you'll notice if you listen back to the episode, there are a few things that I did as we talked through her concern. Number one is I let her know it was a valid concern, right? I told her rep confusion is a huge reason these initiatives fail. This is a valid concern, so let's talk about it. Number two, I used softening and hedging language throughout as I was starting to, you know, kind of push her. I said, you know, disagree with me. Don't let me put words in your mouth. I totally neutralized the situation by using softening and hedging language. Whereas if you didn't use something like that, you'd probably meet resistance. And I also asked her permission to challenge her. I said, can I try a new idea on you? Or can I ask you another question? Right. You'll get significantly more buy-in when you use techniques and habits like those. You will, you know, it doesn't really matter how right you are. If you're not doing stuff like that, you're still going to meet resistance. So that's, that's the first lesson. The second lesson is the best way to overcome concerns is what I call guided self-discovery. 
Okay. I didn't tell her how to think, or at least I didn't do that until like a series of four or five questions where I started to lead her to the, her having her own conclusion. Okay. There's a huge difference there. Again, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the interaction and just notice how from the beginning of the concern till the end of it, I probably asked four or five questions before I finally offered my perspective because that would make her more likely to agree with it because I've already led the horse to water, so to speak. Lesson number three is that analogies are hugely underrated. When you're trying to get somebody to understand how something fits in, you should use an analogy. You should use your own, right? The analogy that I used in this situation was a sales process is like a race car but we're the fuel, right? If you have a great sales process, but you don't have the skills to execute it, you'd still just got a hunk of metal that's not going to move. Analogies are great to reframe people's thinking. Okay, that's a skill that you want to dig in on. And then lesson number four, and probably the last one, is to align with, don't compete with, existing top priorities, right? Her sales process initiative was not going away. She was, she was bought in, the president of the company was bought in, the CEO of the company was bought in. It was a top-down initiative. If I tried to convince her to scrap that and to use P-Club instead, I would have lost for sure. That would be way too big of a battle. Instead, I aligned with the priority instead of competing with it. I married these two things, sales process and sales skills, together. And I basically delivered the message of not only will this not conflict with your sales process, it'll actually make your sales process even stickier because now reps will have the skills they need to execute the process. They'll have the how while you're designing the what. Okay, so there's the story. There, Those are the four takeaways. Listen back to this episode one more time. Now that you know what the four takeaways are, now go listen to the interaction again with those four takeaways in mind. I'll see you in the next episode.